Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Welcome. My name is Vanessa Martindale, and I'm here with my husband, Scott Martindale, and we are the founders of Blended Kingdom Families, and we're so excited to have you guys here with us today. And the topic that we want to talk about with you all today is breaking the cycle of remarriage. Absolutely. You know, um, the stats are against them. I'm not going to lie. If you look at the national studies on divorce, uh, and you look at first marriages to second marriages, um, one would probably look at it and say uh, the odds are slim that that, uh, that second marriage or third marriage are yes. going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So, and we see that in terms of a blended family as really a catastrophe in the waiting because obviously children want to be in a stable marriage. And I know that your intentions are good, but stats would prove otherwise. So what we want to talk about today is, you know, how do we break that cycle? How do we employ best practices? How do we put things into our marriage to ensure that it's done the way God intended it to be and not the way the world intended, Mm -hmm. which is what generated those statistics. So um, obviously we want to preface all this by our verse, uh, Luke 137, which says nothing is impossible with God. And no matter what statistics you read, no matter what people tell you or how many people look at you and say, "Uh, I don't know if you have the qualities to be in a successful marriage, understand that that Luke tells us it absolutely is possible that we can do it, that we can have an amazing, successful marriage as long as God is at the helm of that. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. And um, I'm glad. It's going to be exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, and I just also want to preface Romans 8.31. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so whenever we insert Christ into the center of our marriage and our family unit, Um, I think it just plants that foundation that nothing in this world can move us. Um, And especially when it comes to blended families and the subject of remarriage and and remarriage and how um, man and statistics say that the odds are against us. Well, man and statistics may say that, but we serve a mighty God who is for us um, and who goes before us and all um, that we do and all that we say. And so whenever we can just lean and press into the Lord and keep him as the center focal point of our Mm -hmm. marriage and family, um, like Scott said, for nothing shall be impossible with God. And no matter what your story is, uh, I think a lot of times you'll look at the stats or maybe what other people will say, but I think sometimes the, the, the destruction comes from within. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, well, I've made all these mistakes or uh, I don't I don't exhibit the behavior of a good husband or I wasn't a good wife or I haven't been the best father. Um, all of those things um, could have been uh, true. But with our verse and with God's word, mm-hmm. uh, it tells us it doesn't matter as long as you are trying to do that God's way. Uh, there is a path forward. There is a path to success. And you just need to trust and lean on His Word to get there. Absolutely. Uh, but we also want to talk about some some good strategies that you can employ inside your relationship. Yes. Your marriage is a working relationship. It is day-to-day, and you are making an active choice to be my wife, and I'm yes. making an active choice, very active choice, very active to, choice. Be, to be your <laughs> husband. Uh, and it's not just you and I. I mean, we have four kids. Yes. Uh, we're a blended family. So mm-hmm. um, it's not like we have complete freedom to do whatever we want. So we have to be very intentional about when we do have time 
or we have to be intentional about mm -hmm. the focus of our marriage always staying strong. And, yes. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't argue. Yes. It just means that we want to make sure that we come back to the center. So Absolutely. let's talk about some strategies that we employ and that we would uh, love to employ even more yes. uh, to strengthen your whether this is your first, second, third, fourth, or fifth marriage. Yes. So what, what strategies should we employ? Well, I think embracing God's love and forgiveness towards one another mm -hmm. is huge um, because I love how, um, I believe it was Pastor Jimmy mm -hmm. had said at the EXO Marriage Conference mm -hmm. that um, anger and resentment, whether that's towards your spouse, um, if you harbor that, it, it turns into a root of bitterness and it can come out in the worst ways to the people that mm -hmm. you care about the most, which is your spouse. Yeah. Um, and so whenever we can carry that that love that, that God gives us, that type of love, agape love, and mm -hmm. extend that same forgiveness that he, that he gives us, um, mm -hmm. you know, towards one another, your spouse and to the members of your family, it can make yeah. a huge world of difference along with grace yeah. Um, the grace that he so lavishly gives us, extending that to one another and seeing how that penetrates into your family unit and in your spouse. Yeah, uh, that will cover a multitude of situations right yes. there. Uh, having a lot of grace and patience is is key. And I know when, when you have a busy life, it is you can uh, harbor some feelings and you sure. can build up resentment towards your spouse. So understanding that mm -hmm. God's love is the one that washes that. And yeah. um, his grace and forgiveness is the foundation for what we build our, our relationships on. Absolutely. Um, also, a practical side of it is is you, you need to date your spouse. Yes. Uh, um, Very important. <laughs> I know Vanessa and I have a lot of, we have a lot of key sayings. Uh, and one of the sayings that we say all the time is just, just pretend like it's our first date. <laughs> you know, just, just pretend like we haven't been married first for, first you know, six, seven years. This is first date stuff. You know, just be nice, laugh at my jokes. Uh, but at the end of the day, a marriage is a relationship, and at the core of relationships, we want to feel good about who we are and our place in, in the relationship and our place in the marriage. Mm -hmm. So the intentionality of, hey, this is my spouse. I need to make sure that I'm treating them um, with respect and, and, and honoring them and making sure that I'm very intentional about that time. Um, Absolutely. I know the other day I, I said to our five-year-old, I said they, we were getting ready to leave, and they he said, where are you going? I said, I'm taking mommy on a date. And he goes, I don't want you to take mommy on a date. <laughs> yes, I remember uh, that. But uh, we want to make sure that we set that example for our kids. Yeah. Um, what other strategies uh, are important? You know, I think just being each other's cheerleader yeah. um, and just encouragement, whether it's we're facing something, you know, difficult outside of our marriage, if that's with our career mm -hmm. or um, with some friendships or, you know, whatever that may look like, um, at the end of the day, I know that, you know, I'm here to support you. I'm here mm -hmm. to honor you. Mm -hmm. And I'm your number one encourager and cheerleader so yeah. that when everything else is falling down, um, knowing that you, you knowing yeah. that you can come to me mm -hmm. um, and whether that's like, you know, hey, Vanessa, I need some prayer. Um, yeah. I need some covering because you are my covering. Mm -hmm. um, but as your wife, I'm also supposed to be there to serve you mm -hmm. um, and, and be there for you. Yeah, and husbands, don't forget our our role to lead. Um, it may not always be convenient, and it may not always uh, be the most uh, easy path. Yeah. Uh, but we're there to lead our families yes. and spiritually lead them um, in sometimes uncomfortable ways. Mm -hmm. So we need to be able to uh, take that path, be willing to stretch mm -hmm. ourselves, 
and, and to move in those directions. Yes. Uh, other practical stuff that, that, that we have seen as best practices that a lot of couples, uh, even in my counseling that I've seen that mm -hmm. couples don't do, uh, pray together uh, nightly. Uh, whether that is, uh, you know, we take turns praying every night. You yeah. know, sometimes it's mine, sometimes it's hers. Um, uh, sometimes the one who's who's least tired prays. Uh, but we make it a point to pray together every night. Um, and then also uh, read the Bible together. I think yes. that's another very, very important part of that. Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about stats and you say, well, gosh, Scott, you know, remarriage, the stats just don't look good. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the stats on those who read the Bible together? Yeah, you know, I recently heard that couples who read the Bible at least four days out of the week, whether that's together or separate, the chances of their marriage not failing or the success rate, it, it, it's like basically 100% that, um, you know. Yeah, that it it's very close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the truth of it is, is when you're in God's word, um, whether you are understanding the words or not, you know, you're in God's presence and he's working. And when you can start interjecting that with your marriage, you'll see some powerful things happen. Um, yeah. The other thing that I just wanna kind of warn against, and I've, I've heard this talked about many times is, mm -hmm. you know, obviously couples argue. Yes. It, it's a natural part of being married. You're gonna disagree about some things. You're going to uh, see maybe even bleak situations. Um, and, and this was, I think it was talked about at the EXO conference when it says, don't go to, don't go to bed angry, mm. uh, that the devil comes in, into those times of when you're alone and you're it separated opens up from a your window. spouse. You're opening up a window that he can come in. And understand, number one, recognize that. Because mm -hmm. when you go to bed angry, uh, you may have those thoughts. And understand those are not thoughts from God. Those are not thoughts from people or anything that wants to be your marriage to be successful. Mm -hmm. That's those are thoughts from from the devil, and, and he wants to steal and kill and destroy your marriage, mm -hmm. and he sees that as opportunity. So understanding and recognizing that mm -hmm. uh, if you're not seeing eye to eye with your spouse and, and and you are by yourself, understanding that those thoughts are not from God. Absolutely, and you know as Scripture talks about, it says taking those thoughts captive. When you know that there's a, a thought about your spouse that's that doesn't align with God's word, and, and yeah. you know that it's from the enemy, taking that captive, rebuking it, and speaking against it, um, and then filling your mind um, with the things, with the word of God. Yeah, and you're gonna, you're gonna find yourself facing challenging situations. So obviously in the concept of remarriage and in the context of a blended family, mm -hmm. they're gonna be obstacles. They're yeah. gonna be huge, major roadblocks that you're gonna find, uh, whether that is day one of your marriage, year one of your marriage, or year 10 of your marriage. Yeah. It's going to change and envelop. Um, there are gonna be obstacles. Uh, what are some of the obstacles that you, let's look at new couples first. So okay. you're just starting to blend. You know, What are the obstacles that, that they may not see coming yeah. that are maybe lurking around the corner? You know, I think some of it has to deal with um, things of our past and the yeah. things that we haven't let go of. Yeah. You know, in a previous episode, we talked about unpacking our bags. And again, um, you'll hear us talk a lot about uh, EXO Marriage Conference and Marriage Today. We absolutely love that ministry. We love Pastor Jimmy and everything that they're doing to teach um, to better equip marriages. But it was at the EXO Conference when um, Pastor Tim yeah. was speaking and he, he, he was talking about the concept of bringing your baggage in from your past relationships. And, you know, the baggage could look like mm -hmm. a carry on or the small bag, whereas like weeks later after you've been married, the U-Haul is shows up at the door, shows up at the door with like all of your past 
furniture from, you know, your previous relationships. Yeah. And you're having to unpack all of that um, because it has now become an issue in your marriage and in your relationship. Yeah, yeah and, and, and a lot of times those obstacles and that baggage come up because you were either too, A, too scared uh, to, to share those with your future spouse. Maybe you didn't know they existed, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe you thought you'd overcome them and, right. and they end up showing right back at your door. Yep. So uh, another way that you can overcome that, and a lot of couples don't take this step, is please take the opportunity to do premarital counseling. Uh, again, we're yeah. trying to set yourself up for an amazing, successful marriage, and whether, again, whether it's your second or your fifth or your eighth. So take an opportunity, go find a biblical Christian counselor, yes. start looking at those unpacked bags and say, you know what, guys? Marriage is built upon complete truth and honesty. So at the end of the day, when I walk through the front door of that first day of marriage, I don't want there to be anything that's going to come from behind. So let's get it all out front. And, and a good biblical counselor, premarital counseling is a great way to do that. Absolutely. Um, what are the obstacles, let's say, maybe a year or two down the road? That you, couples face. I think a year or two down the road, it, it could be um, issues with your ex-spouse and extended family on yeah. that side. Um, of course, as the children start to grow and they're aging and, you know, you're getting involved in sports or you're getting involved in um, like our son does mission yeah. trips and things like that. How do you balance that between two different families yeah. as the kids are starting to get more and more involved? Um, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just, I think the overall overwhelming uh, concept as you were talking about that is just the absence of time. Um, sure. You are getting it pulled in 10 or 12 different directions. And again, understanding that your marriage is going to come only second to your relationship with God. So understanding you're going to get pulled in all of these directions, career, kids, mm -hmm. my unpaid Uber services, <laughs> your unpaid Uber services. Uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get pulled and we're going to have to do those things. Um, and dealing with, in a blended situation, dealing with those situations that come up. Because when, when, you're, when you're newly getting married, yeah. and just on the, on the kids' relationship, that's all new. Right. You know, it's like getting a new present, maybe getting a new house. You know, the children are excited. And over time, that, 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 that excitement's going to fade away. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's going to be a reality now where they're not getting new stuff every day. Right. Uh, and maybe they're splitting time between two homes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's going to be uh, some emotional, there's going to be maybe even some physical issues that come up uh, with that new marriage. Uh, so we want to encourage you, number one, stay in prayer. Because um, as your marriage progresses and as your children, as your children get a little bit older, they're going to need to be covered in prayer, mm -hmm. even more so than day one. Yes. Um, and then also, I would just add, and you can add your thoughts too, but mm -hmm. I would also say stay in counseling. Um, keep that gauge continuing to, to, to go because right. uh, over time you'll find that that will be a great resource for you. Absolutely. And I think um, there's a stigma around counseling. I think that people um, see it as a negative thing or mm -hmm. that there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even married couples, they don't want to share that with other with our friends or with family members. Um, and, and, you know, counseling, yes, it is, it's great for if you're going through hard times, but it's also great um, if you're not, if, if, yeah. if you're just needing some coaching along the way, or, um, you know, if, if you and your spouse are just in a season of busyness, um, it's, it's a great tool um, that, that, 
that can be used for your marriage um, and help grow your marriage and strengthen your marriage. Um, but again, I believe that there's just the stigma yeah. around that. And, um, you know, that's something that... Um, well, I think the stigma exists because people say, well, I'm going to counseling. Okay, well, what's your problem? Right. Well, okay, what if I told you, hey, I'm going to a success coach? Right. Well, they'd be like, okay, what are you wanting to do? Where do you want to go? Right. You know, what are you going to accomplish next? Well, can it be the same? You know, as a, as a married couple, if you say, hey, we're going to counseling, we're going to find a success coach. We're going to find, we want to grow in our marriage. We want to say, hey, yes. we don't want to take par, par with what we have now. What can we do better? Uh, or, hey, our kids are getting older, so our marriage has changed. We need to be aware of these things. So yes. let's, let's, let's start adjusting the tone of the stigma right. when it comes to counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, you should be going to counseling as a married couple. Mm -hmm. No matter what the status of your marriage is, whether maybe it's mm -hmm. going to get better or let's work through some, some continuous issues. Because yeah. the problems in marriage, if they're not addressed, they always come back around. Very cyclical. Very cyclical. Yes. Um, the last thing we want to talk about is um, obviously there, there's challenges with marriages. Yes. But you have to celebrate. Oh, absolutely. You got to celebrate. This is, yes. God wanted you to have an amazing marriage. He wants yes. you to celebrate. Mm -hmm. He wants you to enjoy those. So what are some ways that couples can celebrate? Um, you know, I believe some ways that couples can celebrate is, um, you know, whether that's with your family or it's just the two of you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for us, we love to just do things together as a family where mm -hmm. that's like going on vacation or, you know. Yeah having a nice dinner, um, having a dance party in the living room, having a dance party in the living room with the three year olds. Whoop, whoop. That's a regular at our yeah. house. Um, yeah, <laughs> you gotta have fun. Yeah. You, you, you know, I think that's one of the things, yeah. especially we have four boys and some days are just, you know, chaotic. Yeah. And whenever they're all screaming and crying, we can look at each other and just laugh and, you know, just celebrate. <laughs> and the fact that, Hey, our children are healthy. Life yeah. is good. Yeah. The chaos is awesome. Um, and just celebrate that yeah. and celebrate life. Yeah, I, I, the dance party is really good. Um, yes, they are. Th the other thing that I would say is v verbally celebrate each other. Mm -hmm. um, That's good. When you speak something into existence, you're speaking quality and you're speaking love. So if you look at your spouse and you say, we have a great marriage yeah. and, and today was a great day. Um, if you can do that and do it consistently and make sure that your spouse is hearing those words, yes. make sure your kids are hearing the concept of, hey, you did something really good and I'm really proud of you. Mm -hmm. uh, when you speak affirmations over your marriage or over your children, they're just as powerful as when you're speaking in the negative. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, they're probably more powerful. Right. Um, you know, you, you see people, if they complain about their marriage, the, the cycle just keeps going down. Yeah. But if you watch folks who constantly praise their spouse, praise their marriage, praise their children, mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, they're going to get happier and they're going to enjoy that. So we want to encourage you to, to celebrate your victories. Um, yes. You know, God, God told us it wasn't impossible. He didn't say it was going to be easy with him. Uh, so I think that's a very clear distinction that right. it's not impossible but it won't be an easy path either because marriages are challenges and the devil does try to attack us. So celebrate those victories. Yes, absolutely, you guys. Well, that wraps it up for today. You guys, we love you all so much. We hope you have an amazing and blessed day. Be blessed in all you do. Have a great day.